0: Greetings everyone and welcome to the Fourth in Inches Podcast with your hosts Stuart Love, Sukti Pooney and Ryan Edwardson.
1: Greetings and welcome to a special edition of the Four and Inches podcast. Today we have another edition of our special franchise podcast, and today we are covering the Denver Broncos. And with us today, we've got a very special guest in Mick Walsh. How are you doing, Mick? I'm all
0: good. Thank you very much. Uh,
1: it's great to have you on the show, and you, you know, thanks for taking part in this. Uh, really looking forward to this one, to be honest, because I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed seeing what the Broncos have been doing. Um, Sort of after the 2020 season, but tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, you know, how how did you become a Broncos fan? How long have you been a fan of the the Broncos for?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a 49 year old guy from London, originally living in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, I have been a Denver Broncos fan since 1983, uh, when the, when Channel Four started showing the games. And the reason I became a Denver Broncos fan is because. They were doing the highlights. Uh, It was on a Sunday night. They were playing the then Los Angeles Raiders at Mile High. And John Elway was in his rookie season. Uh, Yeah. Even though the the Broncos lost that game, it was a close game. But uh, I just love the uniform and all that, like the orange and blue. And uh, I've been a Broncos fan ever since. Exactly.
1: Funny enough, I was born in 1984, but I've watched a lot of, uh, documentaries particularly the ESPN one um, Elway to Marine I don't know if you've ever watched that but just the whole one of the, history one of
0: the, one of the best 30 for 30s
1: ever 100 percent and just the whole history behind Elway yeah you, you know not wanting to join the Colts and all that you know it's just amazing how we're still talking about John Elway to this day being part of the organization you know who would have fought it after all that time <laughs> You know, back in 83 that you know John Airway would still be around the Broncos organization, uh trying to make a difference in the team. Now obviously we're gonna we're gonna have to touch upon it, but the 2020 season, um, obviously the Broncos finished uh five and eleven. Um I've got to admit, when I did the recordings for the podcast this time last year, I was banging the drums for the Broncos on what they did in free agency in the draft and I honestly thought it was going to be one of those you know, seasons where they'd be p- positioning themselves like a wild card team. So what were your sort of impressions of the 2020 season and where do you think things sort of went wrong for the Broncos? If you feel I they might. went wrong, that is.
0: <laughs> uh, there's about three or four different ways I can speak about going wrong for the Broncos in 2020. The first one was the Von Miller injury in, in, in training mm. camp. Yeah. I think that set the standard for the season, and then Cortland Sutton.
1: That was a massive one, wasn't it? I mean, I've you've been... got you've got good receivers, but Cortland Sutton was definitely one that was the season before. He was quite.
0: It's quite phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Now, then, and then, well, if you actually watched the first game of the season against the Titans, and. Uh, Vic Fangio messed up big time near the end of the game. That kind of led the Titans to score that winning field goal. Yeah. And uh, and then when I, after I watched that, I thought, guys, we're in trouble this season. If he's going to make bonehead calls like that. But lucky enough with Fangio, he didn't really make much thing. But the problem was that you're having two receiving running backs in the same team as well. And that was a problem. Like with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. Now, and Pat Shermer actually stated when he was joined the Broncos that Philip Lindsay wasn't going to get much of game time under his uh, scheme.
1: Mm. What and, did you uh, think of that? Because obviously, he was obviously he had a great story behind him, you know, coming out as a free agent, getting the yeah. thousand yard rushing season. You know, he, he looked like someone who's going to sort of be you know prolonged now. Obviously, he's out the door now. Um, yeah, you I know, not,
0: yeah, the man's got a lot of heart. I love the guy. And I miss him and, and the Broncos. But at the end of the day, he's undersized. And mm-hmm. in this day, the NFL and all that, like a, a, a receiver and running back needs size and strength. And that's a, and even though Philip Lindsay's got the strength, he doesn't have the size to uh, be a top receiver and running back, especially yeah. in this game where Pat Shermer plays.
1: Yeah, 100%. And obviously, obviously, looking back on the season, you obviously started off, Oh and three, and then you got the sort of back-to-back wins over
0: yeah. the
1: uh, Jets and the uh, Patriots. So you were two and three. So you're still looking, you know, relatively decent there. What what were your thoughts, sort of, at that point in the season? Were you thinking, yeah, we've got a chance here. We're kind of making improvement, or was that just sort of a bit of a disguise?
0: I think. Well, Doolock bit missing a couple of games as well. Didn't help. Mm. Even though Brett Rippon did well against the Jets. But we, we can't... But how would I put it that way there? <laughs> but then when I saw Drew Locke play against the uh, Chiefs and he was absolutely awful that game. Yeah. And then I started to realise that is he the man to really carry the Denver Broncos to a playoff run or anything like that? But yeah. it, to me, it's hot and cold. Yeah. Uh, Drew Locke. Uh, he's got a great arm. But the problem is, um, he's, bit more, he's a bit of an erratic passer. 100.
1: Yeah, percent I mean, you just got to look at the interception ratio as well. haven't yeah. you last season, you know, 15 interceptions. That's you know, considering he, he didn't sort of start every game either. I mean, he was he had his injury. Like I said, one time he even had um, Hinton, didn't you? <laughs> Who was
0: well, uh, But that we'll go to that shortly. Um, but. But like I say, Judy was missing easy passes and all that. It's definitely, I think it's definitely a connection issue. But yeah. hopefully, that'll be sorted out in training camp this year.
1: Yeah, 100%. And then, obviously, after the two and three, you, you went on, you know, sort of a mixed run. You had that win against the Chargers, to be honest, which, you know, was a, a very close contested matchup. But then, yeah. there's obviously games that you would have thought would have been winnable, you know, the likes of the Falcons and the Raiders. Do you think that's where sort of things kind of went away for the Broncos a bit after of losing those the Raiders, games.
0: The Raiders game at uh, Allegiant Stadium was definitely a, a season killer for me.:
1: Yeah: uh, It's funny you say that we literally the last interview I've done is actually with one of the co-hosts of the podcast Tristan, who's a Raiders fan, and yeah yeah, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that, that particular game. What, what do you think it was about that particular game that was, that was a killer?
0: Uh, the Joe Fief interception before the end of the first half.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think I think Drew Lock threw four interceptions that day as well, didn't he? So yeah. it wasn't, yeah. you, you know, pretty much you've got probably a quarter of your interceptions out of the way or even a third, you know, um, it's obviously not ideal at all, was it, that particular game? No. Yeah. So obviously looking ahead to the season that coming up, obviously, actually, no, no you did mention Hinton. So, yeah, you obviously went through that situation as well. How that game should that never
0: game? that game that game should never have gone ahead, to yeah. be honest. Because at the same time, uh, Lamar Jackson had COVID.
1: Exactly. But
0: they're, but they're able to push back games to to uh, satisfy Lamar Jackson. That kind of angered me,
1: anyway. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, like and the say, Steelers could... as well. I think the Steelers went through a bit of a COVID phase as well, didn't they? And their games yeah. got held back. So showing a bit of uh, sort of favouritism towards some of the, how do we put it more th- those teams that are maybe pushing for the playoffs, I guess it, it just yeah. seems a bit of an unfair advantage, doesn't it? Cause yeah, there was no way you could put that a player in that position. You know, you, it, yeah. it, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Wasn't it?
0: If it was down to viewership and all that, don't forget the Denver Broncos is still box office in America. Yeah.
1: 100%. Regardless
0: of the, what, um, how they're getting on the past few seasons, right? Like they're one of the most decorated teams in the NFL,
1: hundred percent. Particularly yeah. in the '90s, like you say, '80s and '90s yeah. are absolutely massive, winning those back-to-back Super Bowls as well. Um, yeah. You know, after you know, Elway was waiting so long for it, so yeah, definitely, a, definitely one of the most storied franchises in the NFL. What what were your sort of thoughts towards the end of the season? Then, obviously, you went on a. I think you lost the last sort of three games after beating the Panthers, wasn't?
0: Yeah. That's the ideal I think
1: way to finish the season, was it?
0: We should have beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead yeah. on the Sunday night game. I, th- I I think we was a drop pass away from winning that game. we, we was actually leading the game to right near the end as well.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And, exactly. and then I think, uh, I think Noah Fenton or, uh, or Tim Patrick dropped an easy pass there on, on third down.
1: Yeah.
0: Near, near the end. And that kind of cost us there. The Raiders, the Raiders' loss was a bummer for me as well because of the two-point conversion.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I remember that. How it's all ringing back to me now with that particular game. But yeah, it's just one of them, isn't it? It's a game of inches, like you said. And it's, typical,
0: it's typical John Gruden, though.
1: Yeah. Typical. Sometimes you get it well, wrong as well, though. But yeah. Like well,
0: so no, Jack, Jack Del Rio used to do that kind of stunt there when he played when he was a coach at the Raiders as well. Yeah. He used to do the two-point stunt near at the end of the game.
1: Yeah. Just one of those things, isn't it? You gotta have the guts to do something like that. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it is what it is, you know, five and eleven. But obviously back to the drawing board now and obviously looking at free agency, um, how do you think free agency has gone for the Broncos? Obviously you've added some key pieces in Carl Fuller, Ronald Darby obviously in the sort of back line there and, and the big one, obviously, you know, the acquisition of Teddy Bridgewater, who in my opinion is still a quarterback who can lead a franchise you know he can he, he may not be an elite quarterback but he's certainly up there
0: I'll tell you about Teddy Bridgewater. I'd rather him win the job than Drew Locke. The yeah. simple fact is because he does not turn the ball away. Exactly and uh, and uh, and and Teddy and like I say if we can get nine ten and seven I'd be I'll be happy this season. Now the free agencies I thought Carl Fuller was a brilliant sign in like the signing for me was to keep Justin Simmons.
1: 100 percent He was like a franchise tag, wasn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he definitely maybe looked to wrap up a, a contract for him next season. But yeah, he's definitely, you know, no, a Pro Bowl player. No, sorry,
0: he's, 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 he, got, he got $61 million for four years.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Uh,
0: that's the that's, that's, that's way. And keeping Von Miller.
1: Yeah. Von Miller's a massive player for you guys because he was obviously yeah. on the lookout for you know, potentially a free agency move. And him and Bradley Chubb, you know, Bradley Chubb went fit. They're quite a formidable unit, aren't they?
0: Yeah. But I, I, said, to, I, I said to myself, and I said it within the Broncos Europe, I goes, there's a few things I wanted for free agency. It's to tie down Shelby Harris, tie down Justin Simmons, then go and get a corner. Exactly. And, um, and like I say, Shelby Harris signed for another three years. He got paid. And I'm delighted for him because, to me, he's one of the hardest working defensive linemen in the league.
1: Yeah. And, um,
0: and, uh, um, yeah, going no, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, 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 carry on.
0: Yeah. And like I say, Justin Simmons tying down. Then, and then when they signed that Ronald Derby, I, I went to a friend who was a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And I said, even though he played for the Washington football team last year, he uh, goes, what's Ronald Derby like? He uh, goes, uh, it goes, he'll
1: fit right into Fangio's system. Exactly. And that's that's exactly what you need, isn't it? Just someone who yeah. can actually just plug and play type of player. He's a veteran as well, so he's going to yeah. definitely add, you know, a bit of experience. Um, pretty sure he... Uh, didn't he win the Super Bowl as well with the Eagles? Uh, prize yeah, he did, yeah. The, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. the Washington football team. So definitely a, a person who's got a lot of experience there. So is there any... So... You've you made us aware, obviously, who your big you know sort of free agency signings are for the season. How excited are you to have Cortland Sutton back? I mean, that receiving court now. Obviously, you got Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. There's a lot of Tim excitement.
0: Pat- yeah, Tim Patrick there as well. Look, I, I, if we don't turn the ball over and don't get sacked a lot, I think we we are a dual playoff run. But you know, the AFC West is stacked with top ranked quarterbacks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 100%. Obviously, got Mahomes, you got Herbert coming on in his rookie year being surprising as all, to be honest. He, you know, I'm actually an Oregon Ducks fan and I didn't foresee him having such a you know, fantastic season with the Chargers, totally different system and just seemed to play to his strengths. Didn't realise he had that yeah. much of an arm on him as well. Just 25-yard no, touchdowns.
0: You say you've been an Oregon Ducks fan and all that. I watch a lot of SEC football because I'm an Auburn fan. Auburn Tigers. Oh, OK. But I got to see a lot of Alabama football as well. And when we drafted to Jerry Judy last year, I was absolutely fan- ecstatic. Yeah, <laughs> because it, the, the man is a game changer, like you say. But like it was, it was coming on near the end of the twenty twenty. But um, but like I say, he's got a full year of football, NFL football, beside him. Like I go, I tip Jerry Judy to do big things in twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. It's always hard for a rookie in his first season as well. You can't always expect to have like you know a, a, you know a Pro Bowl kind of season so we'll see yeah. how obviously that pans out but yeah Judy definitely was uh I think he was my number one receiver in that particular draft as well. Um yeah I was kind of surprised last.
0: I was kind of surprised Henry Ruggs went before him.
1: Yeah he, I think Gruden went for more the speedster guy didn't he um but at the same time <laughs> I think, it's nothing think that was an Al Davis
0: was an Al Davis kind of move even though Al Davis is Long gone, unfortunately. Yeah. Guy, but, so. yeah. but um but like I say he speed was his number one uh, love in the game. Yeah. So I think like Mark Davison, the and the back, back room staff and all that said that Ruggs was definitely going to be one. But like, he hasn't really shone a lot like either, really. He got injured.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And I think yeah, it's hard to pinpoint out of the receivers. I think maybe CD Lamb people give him a bit more love, but that's probably because he's at the bro- um, at the uh, Cowboys obviously, you know, that's more eyes on on that player. But at the end of the day, 856 yards for Jerry Judy, yeah. two touchdowns, it's not bad, is it? You know, 52 receptions, that's
0: Yeah, I had one lot. of the longest touchdown pass runs of the uh, season as well, 92 yarder at the end exactly. of the last game of the season.
1: Exactly. Well, like,
0: so. I think I think Cortland Sutton would take a lot of hate off Judy in
1: 2021 as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, he's definitely someone I look out for, especially when it comes to fantasy football. Cortland Sutton was a big player for me a couple of years yeah, back. Definitely. So, um, you know, definitely looking forward to seeing him back on the field and hopefully he can overcome, you know, his injury problems. Now, obviously looking at the, the draft, I'm going to be completely honest, um, the Broncos were actually one of my favourite drafts. Um, drafts of it's the team. It's a brilliant draft class. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, Patrick Satane, you know, uh, absolute beast of a player. As you say, you watch a lot of yeah. the SEC football, watching Alabama, um, you know, in that backfield. He was definitely, obviously, the key to that defense as well for Alabama. Um, he
0: wasn't actually my first choice. I was actually, going, when I was looking, we definitely needed a corner, but I thought, mm. if, like I say, Joel's Payne definitely put us. Broncos fans on the edge there because but like I say he re-signed uh, Bryce Callen for to another one-year deal yeah.
1: he, saw,
0: he got Carl Fulham Ronald Derby
1: yeah,
0: p- free agency and all that yeah. and we've got a couple of decent corners anyway Michael Ojemudia Yeah, there as well so I thought it, it, I think what is he going to do is he going to draft a quarterback he's going to draft an offensive lineman yeah. or, is he to, or is he going to go or is he going to go after Michael Parsons exactly but then I was looking. I was looking at the uh, the three corners: the Patrick Satan, J.C. Horn, and Caleb Farley.
1: Yeah.
0: At first, like my first choice would have been Caleb Farley because mm. because on like on short on short uh, yard situations, like near the end zone and all that, yeah. like Caleb just at He had his
1: injury issues, didn't he? As well, so I think that maybe.
0: Then not only the back injury and all that, like he he got COVID on day of the draft as well yeah, so do, exactly. draft at
1: home on his own exactly there's there's a lot of issues there especially yeah. with his injuries as well people were worried because he'd he'd missed the season um you know last year in college as well so that obviously has a bit of an impact but one of my favorite picks actually probably one of probably the favorite pick for me in the draft and I'm not just exaggerate here but I had Javante Williams down as my number one running back um, over Travis Etienne and Najee Harris. I did this I as well. Think this guy, I, I think he's just a free down back who's going to absolutely Le'Veon Bell like just run this league, you know, and run defenses apart. And I think he's a great pick at number thirty-five. Like, oh, amazing! I think
0: a, a superb pick. Not only that, it's like he's he's a Pat Shermer type of back as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, like I say, Melvin Gordon get most of the the work, but like I say, I I, I could I could see Williams getting about 150 carries for the season.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think he'll take over Melvin Gordon. To be honest, I, I think he's genuinely uh, you know a free down back. I think he's going to really push hard, and uh, Melvin, you know, has got to watch his back really because there's some hefty competition there. I mean, he's not all, the the best thing about him is as well because he was in a one-two punch in college as well with Michael Carter.
0: Yeah, he's, he's
1: his legs are fresh as well. He's not had too much, um, you, you know, game wear. Um, so definitely someone who I think is going to be, you know, a plug in play player now. Um, for the draft, um, no,
0: definitely it's good. Like I say, Melvin Gordon's out of contract at the end of the year anyway, as well. So,
1: yeah,
0: it could be a direct replacement unless we sign, re sign Melvin Gordon. But... Yeah. We're not sure the cap situation. And von Miller needs to get paid next year if he's going to stay in Denver and
1: Exactly. And, and like, we've, so we've learned not to pay running backs sure. high money, have we? So uh Yeah.
0: Bradley yeah. Tubbs Bradley Tubbs in his uh fifth year option there next year as well. And that's at about twelve, thirteen million dollars as well.
1: Exactly. And then looking at some of the other picks as well, Quinn Miners, I mean he had a lot of publicity coming into the draft. He saw the sort of YouTube videos of him, you know. I've hugging. seen him
0: absolutely smashing yeah. it
1: in the uh, senior bowl. Yeah. He had a great senior bowl. Um, yeah. And coming from a small school as well, he really, you know, um, really went up in the in people's draft boards, didn't he?
0: Yeah, definitely, yeah. And like I say, I, I, I'm delighted that, that as an Auburn f- fan there, watch out for Seth Williams as well. Yeah, like, I was
1: going to come to him actually. Yeah, being an Auburn fan, I bet you're pleased with having yeah, Seth yeah Williams it, there. Yeah.
0: It, it, like I say, he'll give he'll give you hundred percent commitment, it's like no it's it's no messing around with him.
1: But
0: hmm. it all boils down to him making the last final fifty three. Yeah. Well, I think I think that that'll probably uh, cut Tyree Cleveland for him to go into the squad, I think.
1: Hmm. I but, think it'll uh, be okay to be honest. I mean, he can definitely make an impact, I think, on uh, special teams as well, potentially. Yeah. So, you know, definitely there's room for a Seth Williams in, in any NFL roster, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, another player I like actually is Baron Browning, a linebacker. Yeah. Um, got in the football. third round of Iowa State. Um, yeah. So I watched, a
0: lot, I watched a lot of football as well. Well, like I say for higher State standards, they didn't, even though they got to the national final, they never impressed me whatsoever. Yeah. For the only teams that impressed me was basically Alabama and Florida.
1: Yeah. I think Florida was their offense, wasn't it? Their defense sort of let them down. Um, yeah. But if they had a decent defense, they probably would have uh, maybe got into the top four, potentially. They were just sort of out on the outside, weren't they, uh, looking yeah. in, but, you know.
0: I expected Kyle Trask to go late first.
1: Yeah, he actually went to my team, the Buccaneers, uh, yeah. which um, I think probably the right place for him, to be honest, to... Sit behind Tom Brady for a couple of years, and we'll see what we have with him. No guarantee he'll be a starter, but at the end yeah, of the day, he's
0: going to learn from the best anyway. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly, and let's hope uh, you know well for my sake anyway that he does well. Um, obviously looking ahead to the new season now, the Denver Broncos. Obviously, you go in, you know, you went from a five and eleven season. Um, what's your sort of thoughts on the Broncos schedule? Um, you know, it's uh obviously you have got a tough division, like you say, you play in the Chargers twice. You got um, you know, the Chiefs, uh, obviously wanting to, you know, win, you know, can't go back to the Super Bowl. Um, what, what do you think to the start? I mean, you're playing obviously, you start off with the Giants, but then you got two teams with rookie quarterbacks in the Jaguars and the Jets. So, I think
0: if we can go, if we can go three, three and three oh, and and I and I predict that we will, wow. Um, then we can start thinking. Now, we can start getting the momentum and all that? Like, yeah, we've got some tough games. We've got the Steelers away. Uh, like I said, yeah, we've got the Chiefs. Like, we haven't beaten the <laughs> Chiefs in about four years. Yeah.
1: But the Steelers aren't the same team they were, were they? Like, you know, no. Big no. Ben is not, they're not exactly a high powered offense now. So their defense is definitely, uh, you know, still one of the best in the NFL. But then you've obviously got to play a lot of the NFC East as well, um, who. They're a mixed bag at the end of the day, as well, aren't they? You just don't know what you're going to get with them. So,
0: we played Dallas Dallas away, but like I say, we've beaten Dallas the last three times we played them. So, so, like I say, the the MC East teams, they're all winnable because the Eagles are not, the Eagles in rebuild mode. The Washington, we're not sure how they're going to fare out with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is he going to be hot or cold? Yeah, I they have a very good defense, but the offense still needs a lot of work done to them.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's going to be certainly interesting. Now, what's your sort of predictions on your record? I mean, I'm just—I'm going to give you my record first, and tell me if you sort of yeah. agree with me. Um, just going through the schedule now. Um, I think personally, you've got. You've got eight or nine wins in there. I you...
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Look, eight to ten for me. Yeah. And like I say, if we get ten wins, we get we'll, we'll get play football. Anything anything less than that, they'll be packing their bags in January.
1: Second, but you have got the extra obviously wild card position now as well. So there's every chance. You just don't know, do you? Like, and I think I was talking to Tristan obviously in the Raiders podcast earlier. Like, yeah, you don't know what you're getting with the AFC South. Obviously, you got. You, Jacksonville is still, you know, I know they've got Trevor Lawrence, but it doesn't guarantee you a playoff spot straight away. You know, it could be a Peyton Manning type season, you, you know, coming in uh, to the NFL and still being a struggle. Um, really, you only got the Colts and the Titans there to look out for. The AFC East once again. I forget
0: as well, John Elway yeah. didn't have a great season in his rookie year either.
1: Exactly. So just because you're obviously projected to be, you know, a generational guy doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go right. Straight away, does it?
0: Yeah. yeah. But like I so said, out of them quarterbacks who got drafted in the first round, I think Mac Jones is going to be the superstar out of all of them.
1: Wow. Well, okay. So you think he takes over Cam Newton? I mean, obviously, Cam Newton probably hasn't got too much.
0: I think. I think Cam will think, I think start.
1: Yeah, he has to. Surely that it's his. Yeah, it's it's his job to lose, isn't it? He he yeah. can't lose it in. I, I don't see him losing it in training camp. It's got to be something that. Plastic happens either an injury or he, he just badly, I guess. But
0: speaking of Cam Newton, watch his brother play for Auburn this year as a wide receiver.
1: Oh, we'll definitely have to watch that. Yeah, as I say, we do the college podcast. So definitely, I'm sure Nick and um, Tristan will be keeping a close eye on, uh, you know, SEC football as well. So yeah, yeah. We, we definitely will, uh, will look out for that. Um, is he a freshman then?
0: It's uh, co- coming to a sophomore season this sophomore year. Sophomore
1: season, yes, yeah, so he'll probably get some game time now as well, won't he? So, yeah, yeah that'll be definitely something exciting to watch. And yeah, I guess uh, this Newton ain't going to have any problems in getting paid for anything. I guess, unlike Cam, where he had all the issues with uh, endorsements, so uh, definitely a massive thing now that's uh, happened in the NCAA, isn't it? I've seen,
0: I've seen like uh, a Miami, Miami Hurricanes quarterback sign a fifty thousand dollar deal, and he's sharing it amongst his teammates.
1: That's amazing. That, 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 yeah. At the end of the day, if you can do that, if you can produce good, like I, I've 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 heard a lot of positive things. I've heard players sort of endorse charities and and you know things yeah. like that. You know, and and their parent like uh, even one player that I speak to from the Oregon Ducks, um, he was endorsing his mom's shop. You know, so it's not like they're trying to just sort of make money. They're trying to actually you know make a difference in like their families' lives by you know endorsing stuff. So it's I think it's for the good if it's used properly. Um, yeah. then it, it can be for good because I had my scepticism when it the news first broke thinking people would be out of control but it seems to be a bit of calm at the minute
0: yeah I was finding out the other day through the YouTube that Julio James was driving a Cadillac Escalade while he was in college in Alabama so there's, there's something something, <laughs> something definitely happening there you look at Le- LeBron James he got a Hummer at 16 on his 16th birthday
1: yeah it's crazy, I, I, isn't it? And yeah. how they get away with that—it's just I, I don't know. Like I, I see a lot. Like I follow a lot of college players on Instagram, and yeah, they're, they're in front of these like really, really super sports cars. And you just think, I hope you're just taking a picture of a random sports car, and that's not yours, because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so random, isn't it?
0: Well, like I said the NCAA was owning billions out of these college players for so long. Yeah, the bad time there—the college players were actually able to
1: earn a few bucks yeah. there now. 100%. Absolutely 100%. Now, obviously one thing I think we briefly mentioned um, I think prior before we went on air, just just going back to sort of Elway and everything. How much of yeah. a difference do you think Patton has made now? In, do you think he's got full control of sort of the organisation in terms of the decision-making or is John Elway? Because I was talking to you about that YouTube video I watched yeah. about the Broncos draft and I yeah. couldn't hardly see Elway in any of that footage. And,
0: I think Patton. I say he's got about eighty-five percent of the control of what goes yeah. on in Denver. I think John Elway still has the final say, but but what George Patton's got and done so far is absolutely phenomenal. It like he it got got rid of the Juwan James situation. Hmm. Um, but like I say, I think that was a, one of Elway's massive mistakes there as well.
1: Yeah, that that was. Um, he, he got injured, didn't he? And
0: he got injured in his first game, but he never really recovered from it. Then, then he yeah. took the year out because of the COVID. Yeah, and then he made a mistake of working out on his own, not not in the Broncos facility. And that's yeah. what, that's why the Broncos cut ties, and they were absolutely allowed to do it because under the players' agreement.
1: Yeah, exactly. They they don't want him picking up any other form of injury without their. But without them basically organizing the training, I guess it's one of them, isn't it? Player yeah. safety and, and all that. And you know, like you said, it's uh yeah, it just it's a bit of a shame because he's actually a decent player, he was at Miami. Um, you know, so yeah.
0: yeah, but I think like I say, I think it was the third or fourth play against the Raiders that he got hurt yeah. again on a Monday yeah. night game. And that was the last we've kind of seen of him.
1: Yeah.
0: And like for fifty one million dollar contract over four years. Yeah and then to back out because of COVID, and then through that, bit, but like I say, he's, better, he's, he's with the Ravens now, but he's out for the season.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just one of them, isn't it? You just don't feel that he's going to be playing much game time, and I think he's like, what, in his late 20s now, so, yeah. it's, you know, in that position, you know, on the offensive line, it's always going to be, um, it's always going to be difficult to get back, especially after being so many years I but mean, you never know, you look at players like Richie Incognito who's come back and, Yeah, you know, done, 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 made a name for himself again. So it's just one of them. But you know, in terms of obviously the Broncos, are you? Is there any chance? Obviously, I know COVID and everything, but are you planning on maybe catching a game there, or if, if given the opportunity,
0: I'm not going to America this year. Uh, No, I was actually supposed to go see Ramstein in Boston. Funny enough, but uh, but that's been cancelled to next year. I definitely plan to go to the games in London. And I'll yeah. do that anyway. I'll go, I'll go to the games in London. I haven't kind of missed it for a while now.
1: Yeah. I've actually seen
0: the Broncos play twice, both at Wembley. Uh,
1: one was 49ers, wasn't it, if I remember correctly?
0: Yeah, yeah uh, 40, we lost that. We lost, we lost both games there. We played the LA Rams in 87.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah.
0: It was actually Steve Atwater's first game in a Broncos uniform. Wow,
1: legend. Legendary player. yeah. Like, He's still part of the organization, isn't he, Steve Atwood? Yeah,
0: he is. Yeah, he, get, he gets his gold jacket in a couple of weeks' time as well, and fully deserves. And he fully deserves it.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And you mentioned London as well. I mean, it was very well documented that it was meant to be the Falcons Broncos last year. So I bet that was a bit of a yeah. You're a bit gutted about missing that.
0: Yeah, because Broncos Europe had a, had a, had a planned a massive party and. Uh, the couple of ex players was coming to it as well. That's that's a bummer, there.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. One of my um, best friends, actually, from my work, actually, he's a Broncos fan, uh, Chris, and yeah, he was absolutely gutted about missing out on watching his Broncos. But you know, um, just one of them. He's uh, he even says that if he ever has um, if he ever has children, I think he'll name one of them Champ and the other one Bailey. Um yeah. <laughs> So yeah, great, great, another great. Legendary player Champ Bailey, as well, isn't
0: he? Now, the funny thing about me, if I was going to go to America to see Ramstein this year, like four, uh, five days later, the Broncos were playing in New York. Wow, so kind of, kind of, uh, kind of guided about that, but that's COVID for you and travel restrictions.
1: Yeah, exactly. and
0: unfortunately, we'll probably get that for the, for the next year as, as well.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I, I don't plan on going this year. I think I've got a on the side of caution first, and then you know, especially yeah. the young family, and that's just one of them, isn't it? But yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, but hopefully, you know, we'll be able to get over it, and then we'll have some games hopefully in London uh, this year. I know ticket news is still not present yet, which kind of worries me, but
0: well, I, you know, have, I have a sneak feeling it's not going to happen.
1: I do, I do as well. Um, it, it's just one of them where I think they're leaving. A bit late, and from what I understand, US are only opening up travel around Europe around September time. So that gives you very little time to kind of organise games, doesn't it? And yeah, and do all that work because you'd expect, you know, there being, you know, but you just don't know. I guess it's at the end. If we're allowed full stadiums, then I don't see it being an issue. But there could be this restriction. And the other issue is, do the players want to come? You know, obviously with vaccinations and everything as well. Not everyone. Wanting the vaccine,
0: yeah, I'm getting uh, the likes of Sam Darnold and Montez Sweat openly stating that they don't want to be judged.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the the biggest one was Cole Beasley, probably just uh, yeah, absolute against it, wasn't he? So it's yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how players react to you know this. But like you said, you gotta you gotta carry on living, I guess as well. It's one of them, isn't it? But fingers crossed, we get some games. If not next yeah. season
0: just i'm just i'm, I'm just hoping for uh, a covid free season of football uninterrupted
1: yeah exactly you don't want um, you, you don't you don't, don't want Friday. yeah
0: you don't want wednesday night football anything like that kind of messes up your especially if the games kicking off at midnight
1: yeah it just messes up your whole routine doesn't it yeah uh, how many days can you stay awake watching watching football i mean we'd love to but you know obviously life gets in the way doesn't it
0: yeah, like I'm a big hockey fan as well, and all that Like I was trying to stay up to watch the Stanley Cup as well. Oh ah, yeah. Who's your team? Um, Vancouver Canucks.
1: Ah, okay. The only thing I remember the Canucks was when they lost the Stanley Cup and the whole city just went on pretty much a bit like England and the Euros. Kind of went into a bit of a meltdown, didn't? they?
0: Uh, it happened to happened in Montreal the other night as well. Yeah. When they had to beat Vegas in game six and all that, like, there, was, uh, there was videos coming up where Canadians fans were turning over police cars and they were chucking bottles at the police and yeah. stuff. Like that. And I actually said it to a couple of people who were saying that oh English fans are just nothing but thugs and all that. But it goes, you, go, you look at Canadian fans in hockey, they're kind yeah. of rabid as well.
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that. I'm a Maple Leafs fan, so we lost to the Canadians, obviously, in the uh, early, How early you part in the that? playoffs. Um, and... Yeah, I wasn't happy. I mean, I, I've actually got family up in Toronto, so yeah, i have not because they've had their own situations. I've not really spoken to them too much about you know how the reaction was there, but I'd imagine because we've been waiting a long time for a Stanley Cup, uh, forever basically, and fifty four years. Yeah, yeah we, yeah, we were like the second favorite, second or third favorites, I think, behind right. you know the Lightning to win it, and I'm then.
0: Back, but I, I was actually going to back the. uh Maple Leafs to win it because they've got such a good squad but I think the cheap hit on um,
1: John Tavares kind of killed it for you as well. Oh 100% that was that was not good and he obviously missed game time and and I just think they're just it's just not in the DNA at the minute to win Uh, a lot of the times in the playoffs we just lost to Boston in the first round and then that was it and I think we're just in our DNA we'll we're just not that kind of team that's just going to win. But at the end of the day, the Canadians it can't be that much of a bad team if they got to the finals, I guess. So that's the only
0: my right. base they Base snapped, they snapped, they snapped, uh, the are Canucks best player in free agency. So I'm yeah. not happy with the with the there, that Tyler Toffoli. That yeah, he uh, came exactly. from Vancouver. But like the Canucks are a very young team anyway. So, exactly. so
1: hopefully we we'll
0: get a couple of experienced players in the in free agency.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. But, you know, it's uh, it's definitely exciting because obviously you've got, you know, lots of sport going on now. And we're only weeks away now from training camp and Touchwood. Obviously, you know, we have as many fit and healthy players, non-COVID and COVID related, you know, and in the season. And, you know, it can be sort of a level playing field for everyone. That's all we can yeah. really hope for, isn't it?
0: At least the fans can go back to watch the training camp this year as well. Exactly. Which is, I know- which is a big part as well.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I know there are some restrictions, though. I think a lot of teams have said there'll be no sort of meet and greets with players. So I think it's a shame for the kids and stuff who enjoy meeting their heroes and stuff. But you know, it's better than nothing, isn't it? I
0: think. I think the California franchises are not hundred percent open at the moment either. So mm,
1: yeah, I know. I know the Jets announced it, and the Chargers, a few other teams. Um, it, it seems like it's coming from the NFL, like um, directly rather than the team. So yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. But, you know, training camp's always fun, just seeing players, you know, a bit of banter and stuff, isn't it? You know, always, I, always
0: like watching the Packers' uh, training camp when they had the little bike rides.
1: Oh, gosh, I can imagine that, just being an absolute nightmare.
0: Yeah, I think that's funny. Getting grown, grown players and me doing all that, like racing on these tiny baby bikes and all that, like just cracks me up.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast about... Um, Peter Crouch one and he's talking yeah. about Stoke City um, they used to got these mountains just on these small bikes just riding up and Tony Pulis will just get them working like really hard I can just imagine it being like that Green Bay well we'll yeah. see what Aaron Rodgers does I guess that'll be a bit of an interesting uh, situation there see how he I'm, go- to I'm going
0: to do this with Aaron Rodgers I, I never thought that like, I, I never thought that he'd leave Green Bay but mm. I reckon he'd end up going to training camp and they're going to waive
1: his fines as well. Won't surprise me. He he'll get away with it, won't he? Just yeah, because of you know who he is. Um, but personally, I I disagree with his feelings in terms of not having the support. I mean, like you say, Devontae Adams is is a top receiver in my opinion. Yeah. So you know what more does he need? You know, if he's kept okay, Terry Jones good there as
0: well for big money as well. So
1: exactly. So well, I think the, the pieces there.
0: I think the loss of Corey Lindsley was a big blow to the Packers.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He definitely is a a massive loss for them. But you know, I guess time will tell. You know, that they'll always be there and thereabouts while they got Aaron Rodgers yeah. as QB anyway. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
0: Well, like I say I can't, I can't, I can't see the NFC uh, leaving Tampa Bay this year either. Well, I hope being
1: so. Being, being a being a Bucks fan, I really hope so. I hope we do it back to back. It's so hard, though. It's so hard to just win it back to back, isn't it?
0: No, the fact they kept you, you kept your, all your twenty two starters intact.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: That's the sort of continu- that's the sort of continuity that you need.
1: Yeah.
0: So I remember when we lost, went to the Super won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty.
1: Yeah.
0: I think we lost about five or six players in free agency after that.
1: Exactly, and then you lost Manning as well, didn't you? He? he retired, didn't he? So yeah, we lost.
0: Not,
1: like, not that Manning was sort of at that level at that point, but it was your defense, wasn't it? Really, that were the sort of the key players.
0: You look at John Elway's two Super Bowls. The first, the first Super Bowl was won by defense and Terrell Davis.
1: Yeah, but
0: amazing. The, his final, his, his final game, and he just ran the show through. I think three touchdown passes.
1: Yeah. Definitely, but I, I, I love TD. I think he's definitely one of the most, um, I, I know he's obviously in the Hall of Fame, but I still think he's kind of undervalued as a, a running back in terms of his place in history, the 2,000 yeah. yards. You know, just definitely he's up there. Um, I've actually got a T-shirt, um, a random Broncos one, which has the back-to-back champions on there. Yeah, um, My cousin bought me it randomly on holiday in India because he knew we were like the NFL yeah, uh, and it's like of all places to find a Denver Broncos T-shirt, you go to India, yeah, in a rural village. So it just goes to show, like you were saying earlier, like them being a big franchise, just goes to show yeah, how dude. massive they are.
0: Well, I say Broncos Europe Facebook. There, we've got over a thousand members. <laughs> yeah. So you compare that to a lot of uh, teams of the NFL groups in the UK. The bron The Broncos UK is big enough as well. Yeah. Well, no. funny enough, uh, I go, I don't, I'm not sure if you were, but like, I, got, uh, I got a friend. who's a massive Raiders fan. He's known as the Crusader Raider.
1: Oh yeah, I heard of Crusader Raider. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, he's an absolute legend in Oakland. Yeah, so, 100%. I, I, yeah. So I met him on a few occasions. I've drank beer with him and all that, like, and he's told me some great stories w- oh, when he was going to Raiders games. And he said, like, it goes, one of his dreams is actually go to see Raiders Broncos at Mile High. Wow. Because he's uh, he's part of a fan union in America as well. Yeah, uh, they, uh, they normally go to the Hall of Fame every year for the meet. Wow! But on, because of COVID this year, he's had to he's had to cancel his trip.
1: Yeah, that's still amazing though. That he's managed to obviously have the prior experience, and hopefully you'll be able to go back into that in the you know in the yeah. new year. But yeah. for those for those of Obviously, the listeners, um, you know, who may be interested in maybe engaging with you on social media, uh, where where can they find you, Mick?
0: You can find me on on Twitter at Mick Walsh four twenty,
1: yeah,
0: or you can find me on Instagram at BroncosFan nineteen seventy two.
1: Excellent. Well, that that'll be amazing, and I'm sure you'll get you know a number of followers. Hopefully, from the podcast, definitely interested Brilliant, in yeah. seeing your experiences with the Broncos as well. I appreciate like you
0: coming up. If, yeah. if, if, if you're any Broncos fans who are not members of the Broncos Europe uh, group, uh, uh, it goes under Broncos Europe, but we also call Colorado Europe It's a Facebook page. as for all the franchises within the Colorado area. Uh, if you're a Rockies fan, Avalanche fan, or Denver Nuggets fan as well, we're part of that as well.
1: Oh, fantastic. That's good to know, because that's what it's all about, growing the game. Not only this game, but just all, yeah. all American sports, because generally you find people who, you know, like the NFL, become a, you know, are a NBA fan, they're a you know, hockey fan, you know, or yeah. baseball fan as well. So, yeah, definitely, definitely I'm worth looking at it. Sorry, say that again?
0: I'm actually enjoying the NBA playoffs this year without the Lakers and LeBron. Oh, Nice. But like, so I'm not a big fan of LeBron. Like people call him the goat and all that. But he goes, he goes, how can you put him above Michael Jordan? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's difficult for me because I'm a Miami Heat fan. And, and the yeah. only reason I'm a Heat fan is because the first NBA game I watched live was in Miami. And that was when yeah. you had Wade, LeBron and Chris Bosh. And I kind of just ended up following them. And funny enough, it was... The the year... call it. Sorry?
0: The original super team, they call it.
1: Yeah, it's funny because that that game I watched was in two thousand and twelve. So It was on the NBA finals the year before, yeah. and that year they ended up winning the first M- Well, the first NBA title under LeBron. Um, yeah, so it was it was quite it was yeah. quite good to be part of that in some way. Or I'm
0: whatever. a Houston Rockets fan with the NBA because uh, uh, like yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon was one of my favorite players, over than Michael yeah. and Charles Barkley. Yeah. Likely play for the Rockets as well.
1: Exactly, but the obviously they had a tough season this year, didn't they? The Rockets.
0: I think they're in three, four. There, I think. I yeah. think losing oh, James Harden. Massive. Yeah, yeah. He's a good player, but I don't think I don't think he's championship quality, though.
1: No, he's not quite got to that point, has he? Where he's that sort of difference maker? Is he like he can't win a championship on his own? He's probably going to need or four top players around him isn't he a bit like a Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh rather than a LeBron yeah. James maybe
0: I think Giannis could end up in New York in Brooklyn
1: it'll be interesting and yeah there's actually obviously got the, the game four tonight as well uh, who do you fancy yeah. winning that series Suns I've got Suns in five yeah I, I want the Suns to win I, I like Devonte Booker so uh, Devontae Booker Devon Booker yeah actually I get them confused I always get Devontae Booker and Devon Booker confused yeah, Devin Booker's <laughs> Bronco player the yeah, that's now. what I mean. Every time it happens, I get I get the both bookers confused, but it's definitely going to be an interesting series. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely be sure to catch up on that probably in the morning. But um, I no,
0: think I, Devin Booker absolutely ripped LeBron James in in the series
1: Yeah, in the, the Lakers. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah, again, the Lakers over, They should have uh, Anthony Davis was definitely not fit to play. But they decided to chance it, and it, and it fell flat in their face.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I think we've uh, covered quite a lot of sports there. So we might as well talk about baseball quickly. Then, have you, Are you you into baseball at all? Or San Diego Padres. Padres. So you have got Tatis there. So he's a. Uh...
0: We had four players there tonight. Last night in the All Star. Yeah. Uh, Jake Cronenworth, uh, Mark Melancon, uh, Manny Machado.
1: Uh, Which, uh,
0: uh, uh, well, but he decided to take time out with his
1: yeah.
0: shoulder.
1: Well, as far as I'm concerned, the All Star Game doesn't exist because I'm a no. I'm a I'm a Rays fan and just get totally disrespected. I don't know how you feel, but I I felt the Rays are always underappreciated. I mean, we got to the yeah. obviously you know World Series last year and yeah, people just look at the Rays as being. Let's talk about relocating them to fall. Montreal. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me. Like, he's have just got that, you know, obviously everyone was all on, on on Wanda Franco and he's not had, obviously, the best of starts as a rookie. He had the first good game and then yeah. after that, he's kind of just even got dropped the other week. So, it's uh, yeah, it's just one of them. But I think we're a good team. Um, but hopefully we don't have to relocate because the whole point of it is just me keeping the Tampa Yeah, tradition I mean the the only reason with hockey I don't support the Lightning is because I have family in Toronto Um, that's a major sporting
0: city Toronto as well
1: exactly and I've been to see a Leafs game so it was one of them where I was like I kind of have to go with them Uh, baseball you kind of they're not my family weren't into baseball in Toronto so I went with obviously the Rays basketball it was just one of them where it could have been Raptors or Heat really so um, but I decided to go Heat
0: I was cheering on the Raptors when they were playing Golden State two years ago in the finals.
1: That was amazing. Like I saw the yeah. footage of that when Toronto won that. That was just absolutely crazy scenes there. Um, so, there's a yeah. question
0: for you: Could you see an NFL franchise in Toronto?
1: No, uh, just because I think they've they've kind of tried it with Buffalo in terms of getting people in Niagara yeah. Falls or there and thereabouts on the border. I think there's more of a chance in London than Toronto, to be honest. Um, I, I just don't think there's that much of a... I, I, I think London. similar I think similar to Wurz, the people in Canada have already got a team that they probably follow and won't want to change.
0: Yeah. That's why I think Seattle Kraken could be a problem uh, because most of the hockey fans in Seattle are Canucks fans.
1: Exactly, especially around that border, aren't they? They're all that yeah. region... You've got just Canucks, so it is going to be a problem, and it's not guaranteed that you're going to be able to successfully move a franchise over. But
0: yeah. not going back to Seattle as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's that possibility, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because New Orleans are in. They can't seem to get the crowd in.
1: Yeah, which is a surprise for me because they seem like a very close knit sort of sporting. I mean, the, you certainly get that vibe with the Saints, anyway. But yeah. Yeah, so it'd definitely be interesting. But yeah, I think uh, we've had a a top discussion there about all these sports, haven't we, Mick? So it'll be. uh, That was a great chat. Yeah, definitely. And we'll keep this all on the podcast as well, I think. I think it's only right because I'm sure a lot of uh, people will just be interested in knowing that, you know, we follow sort of all sports, but obviously we are predominantly in an an NFL. Yeah. Podcast, but no, it's been fantastic speaking to you. And you know, we brilliant. appreciate wish, that. W- wish the Broncos all the best for the upcoming season. So, season appreciate that. And you know, Travante Williams definitely thousand yard season coming up. I hope so. <laughs> all right, mate, take it easy.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.